You are listening to the Doors Handstone Love Podcast, featuring the Reverend Dr. Tommy London, pastor of First Baptist Church Cloverdale in Cloverdale, Virginia. In this podcast, you will hear anointing messages from God through pastor and our associate ministers. Get ready to be blessed. God, amen? And so I tell you, I just can't help it, the, uh, the, the preacher in me who is the Holy Spirit, amen? I just got to ask you a question, and that is, that is, if you don't mind waiting, do you mind straining and pressing on? <laughs> because that's what it takes, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, amen, that's the word God has given us today, yay, Lord, there is a word from the Lord, Pastor, First Lady, Cloverdale, and those that God has sent to be among us. Uh, we're going to ask Sister Jada if she'd put that up, and it's going to come from Philippians 3, 13b through 14, and then Acts 4, 8, and 12. I'm going to ask that you uh, stand to your feet, and we will read it together, Amen. Everybody good this morning? Everybody ready for the word? Say, give me the word. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh. Amen. Philippians 3, 13, B, 14 says, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forth to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. That's from the English Standard Version. And then, uh, Jada, if you would flip to Acts 4. Amen? Amen. Acts 4, 8 through 12. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you here. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Amen. Hallelujah and amen. Today, I'd like to talk to you for just a few minutes about straining forth and pressing on. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bow and we just bless you. We give you honor. We give you glory. We magnify your name. We exalt you. There is no God but you. You are the one true and living God. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that it's in his name that we have been saved, that we have been redeemed, that we are your children, that we, Lord, are here today to celebrate our 20th anniversary of our pastor. We thank you 
you, Lord, because we know that if it had not been for you on our side, where would we be? So we come to give you praise. We come to give you honor. We come, Lord, to hear a do word and do season from you. We bless your holy name. Father, I have no doubt I am not the preacher. You're the preacher, Lord. Your Holy Spirit in me. So, Father, I just bow low. I get out of your way. I say, have your way, Lord. Preach in your house today. Oh, Father, and as you do it, we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. I pray, Lord, that the words of my mouth, that the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight because you are my God and my Redeemer. Oh, Father, we see in your word, and as we uh, have discussed all these 20 years, that he who has an ear is not that physical ear, it's a spiritual ear. And, oh, Father, we can't have it unless you give it. We're asking that you give it right now and oh Lord we do we say spirit of the living God fall fresh that we would hear from on high we give you the praise we give you the honor we give you glory it's in Jesus name we pray amen we do bless you today and uh, come from the subject of straining forth and pressing on and I'm hoping that somebody in here can relate when I say oops Keep your Bibles open. Mine is closed, but it's printed here. Amen? Keep your Bibles open so uh, you can help me be straight. Amen? Uh, but I'm hoping that someone in here can relate when I say that from time to time, Deacon and I find ourselves remembering yesteryear, the way life was, the different things people would say and do. It always blesses us and warms our hearts to remember our loved ones and uh, those special moments. We were doing it yesterday, just coming down interstate and talking about how roads change. It's just good to look back sometime, amen? Those days, uh, when we look back, we know that those days were much harder in many ways, and yet it seems in some ways they were much simpler. You see, back then, People had no problem declaring the name of Jesus. A person was respected for reading the Bible and living accordingly. Sin was called sin back then, and even if somebody wasn't living right themselves, they'd be careful to tell you, you do what I say and not what you see me do. Amen? Even crooks respected the man of God. Oh, yeah, because I come up around, son. I'm just sorry. But you know what? They, they, they see the preacher come and they say, let me put this beer can up because here comes the preacher. Amen? The Bible was considered sacred. And even if sometimes it was a decoration piece on the coffee table, most people understood that on those pages were written the truth of God. In my mind, I can hear Grandma saying, don't you play with God, boy. Back in those days, there was an expectation that we would attend church. We could stay out if we wanted, but you know one thing, come Sunday morning, you best know you're going to be in church, amen? Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Some of those who came before us, they may not have had as much education. 
They might not have had as much money in the bank. They might not have had the best house or the best car on the hill. They may not have had the position and status that some have today. But I tell you, I've come to believe that most of those saints knew the one true and living God in a relationship of all reverence, wisdom, and worship that many in this me, new age society needs, but they are too prideful, too deceived, too blind, and too foolish to seek after. Amen? While the old saints sang, I'd rather have Jesus, many of this generation sings, just give me my stuff. Amen? We live in a day and time when the words like sin and repent are offensive and forbidden. Moral absolutes have been rejected. Right and wrong is now relative to what I believe instead of what God wrote in his love letter. Instead of love God and your neighbor, it's all about me loving me, because after all, I deserve it, don't I? Forget God's glory, just get your own. The world is able to better to relate to us when we say we're spiritual rather than when we say we're Christian. People like to talk about their spirituality as they worship their little G gods of their own creation instead of the God of the Holy Bible. So very offended and outraged when we proclaim what Jesus said and proved about himself. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. In fact, you'll get along better if you just don't mention the name Jesus. There are atheist churches, satanic after-school programs, and a move to remove the cross from every public building as God's, God and his word is abandoned more and more each day. It's a time when love has waxed cold. Anybody want to know what's going on with the election? Love has waxed cold. Amen? Uh, these are perilous and difficult times, a time when the enemy has sown such a seed of deceit, confusion, and wickedness that many believers are paralyzed in fear to lift the name of Jesus outside of their own home and church. They're thinking, what will this cost me? Will it cost me my job? Will it cost me relationships? Will it cost me respect? I can't say the name Jesus. So everybody runs around talking about God. And surely we know the one true and living God, but we're called to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. They're confused. Sometimes they think we're talking about their little G gods. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, help us. I have to tell you that there's no better time than a pastor's anniversary. For the pastor, the first lady, for the people, all God has sent here to join us to look up and not only celebrate what God has done, but to seek the Lord for due word and due season in this time in history as we face these troubling times. Amen? So I want you to know, as I sought the Lord for this morning's message, God settled me in Philippians 3, 13b, 14. He says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forth to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Paul said, I strain forth and I press on. With the recent Olympics, these verses really spoke to my heart. For we saw more than one athlete strain forward to defeat the other runners and claim the Olympian medal. His, um, excuse me. When we look at these athletes, we not only see their faces, 
but we see the time, the cost, and the commitment they have put in to stand on the platform and claim the prize. And so it is in the spiritual realm. For you see, God so loved us. His commitment to us was so deep that he came to earth. He placed himself inside of a virgin's womb, knowing that he'd be ridiculed, knowing that he'd be beaten beyond recognition, knowing that he'd be put up on a cross, that he would be bruised, his blood would flow, that he would breathe his last breath. Amen? But praise God, the grave couldn't hold him, and on the third day he got up with all power in his hand. <coughs> Why did he do it? It was so that we could have a lifelong, eternal, life to the full relationship with himself. It was costly, church. It cost the Father for us to have this relationship we have. This supreme act of love and commitment was costly, and it should cause us to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, with our everything, a, a relationship that flows into obedience and devotion and worship and commitment, love that is willing to pay the cost, love and commitment that is just what Paul described, love that strains forth, love that presses on, love like described in Hebrews 12, that throws off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, love that runs with perseverance, the race that who, not that we set out, but that God marked out for us, love that fixes our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Amen? Ah, oh, just like we saw those running runners leaning forward to win the Olympics. And let me tell you about a lean. Now, when they got, I pray that some of y'all saw this, but you know, they'd be neck and neck. They didn't do like this. No, they forced themselves out because they wanted to win the victory. Amen? So the Lord encouraged us on this day to do the same. Strain forth to defeat the enemy. Amen? Strain forth means that we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we lean with force into all God has called us to and placed before us. Yes, we look back to give God glory and praise. We look back to learn the lessons of the past, but we don't live there. We just keep running. Amen? We don't let our successes, nor do we let our failures take us out the race. For straining forth means, hallelujah that we're never satisfied with the past, nor are we content with the present, for there's no standstill in the kingdom of God, amen? You either go forth or you're going backward. God calls us to strain forth and press on in the name of Jesus, amen? Press on into everything that God has called, appointed, and anointed us to do, hallelujah? To press means that we're running hard. <laughs> we're running continually. We're running intensely. We're not running with our hands folded saying, I got mine, let them get theirs. No, 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 we got our eyes set on what God has called us to, amen? We're fighting just as Paul instructed in 1 Timothy 6, 12, the good fight of faith. And we got to fight the fight of faith because we know that there's an enemy who's also running and he's coming against us, amen? But we strain forth 
knowing that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I love it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not a big proponent of the message Bible, but sometimes the way that paraphrase has written it, it just strikes home. Amen. The message Bible says this. He says, this is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. This is a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and his agents. I come to tell you, church, that the souls of man is at stake. So God calls us, don't get in your comfort zone. He says, strength forth and press on. Amen. Today we will look at Peter's story and God will help us see this. And we know this story is one we're well familiar with. How Peter and John were headed to the temple at the time of prayer about 3 o'clock one day. And there as he got there about the same time as this man who had been lame from birth. And this man was brought there every day so he could beg. That's the only way he could get anything he had to beg for. So when he saw Peter and John, he put his eyes on him because he, they, he thought, okay, I'll hit them. And so he uh, asked Peter and John for some money. Peter looked that man right straight in his eye, got his attention, looked him in his eye and said, of what you want. I don't have silver and gold, have I none, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That's all God asks us to do, is give what he's gave us, amen, hallelujah. Peter told, uh, when Peter told that man that, immediately his ankles and his legs drew strength. That man jumped up on his feet. He began to jump. He began to walk. He began to praise God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The people looked and they were filled with wonder and amazement because they realized that just a second ago that this was the same man that sent begging. But oh, when the people of God were strained forth, when the people of God were pressed on, we can't make a difference. Healing took place that day. Deliverance took place that day. Salvation took place that day. Hallelujah. And when we see what took place on that day, how could we not come in here and give God praise for how he has used pastor and first lady to lead this body of believers to bring hope and healing and salvation to each other and to others. Amen. Uh, Pastor, uh, my husband often speaks about that spirit of encouragement that God has given you. And we today bless and thank you and First Lady for how we, this church body, has been the recipient of that. All these 20 years, some things done happened, and y'all have come to our sides. You've come to our homes. you come to the hospital. you come to the funeral home. you even come to the church to speak the word of encouragement, to speak peace and strength and healing and comfort that it can only be found in Jesus. Amen? 
We are called to minister the word of God, and you have been faithful to do that, to pray the word of God over us in the name of Jesus, just as we see Peter doing. Peter told this man, look, I don't have what you're looking for, but what I have, I give as believers in Jesus Christ. Every true believer has been called to go ye therefore in the name of Jesus. It makes no difference whether the world wants to hear it or not. It's the work of the Holy Spirit for what God does with it. We just have to be faithful to our assignments and go forth and speak the name of Jesus. Amen. We need to strain forth past fear. Strain forward past the enemy's dots and strategies. We got to strain forward past regret, past disappointments, and press on to proclaim Jesus. We got to live for Jesus. We got to serve Jesus. We got to worship Jesus. We got to praise Jesus. We got to proclaim Jesus. Live for Jesus. Serve Jesus. Worship Jesus. Lift up the precious name of Jesus. For he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Come on, church. Let's strain forth and let's press on in the name of Jesus. We're called to strain forth and press on. And do it all for the glory of the Lord, just as Peter does in these scriptures. Look at verse 11. He says, while the beggar, it says, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running. We don't see Peter take any bows. We don't see him pat himself on the back. We don't see Peter take any credit. No, he strains forward past his flesh, calling him to do so. How I many of you know your flesh will tell you some things? Amen. Amen. He strained past the enemy, whispering in his ear that he deserves it. Peter did just as Jesus had taught him. He denies self, he serves with humility, and he makes his boast in the Lord. He says to the crowd, why are you surprised at this? Why do you stir at us like it was by our own power and godliness? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the great God I am that I am, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. All the praise, all the honor, all the glory belongs to him. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his holy name. I know it's true. Straining forward and pressing requires that we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and know that it is not I, but Christ. And whatsoever we do, we do for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Zechariah 12, 4 says, It's not by man's might, nor is it by man's power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And since that is our commitment, Pastor, First Lady, Cloverdale, he tells us in Jeremiah, say that when you do it like that, I'll show you a great and marvelous thing that you never saw before. Oh, hallelujah. Eyes have not seen, the ear has not heard, the mind cannot perceive what God has in store for the man, the woman, the boy, and the girl that lives for God's glory instead of their own. God says today to press on in preaching the unadulterated word of God, just as Peter preached to this crowd. Peter said, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It's in Jesus' name. 
and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him. Past and First Lady, for all these years you have preached and taught us the doctrine of faith. Oh, hallelujah. 20 years is a long time, and in that time we don't all face some stuff. You face some stuff yourself. Stuff happens. Life happens, church. Oh, Jesus said, in this world you're going to have trouble. Hallelujah. But you've been faithful to teach us and preach and encourage us in the doctrine of faith that it's impossible to please God without faith. Have faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Have faith is the difference maker. In these 20 years, church, there's been a lot of things and we shout hallelujah because of the ministry of the word of God in this body. Hallelujah. And y'all led us in that. God has blessed us to be a teaching church. Hey, put your finger on the word, church. Uh, God said it, church. I'm not going to budge from it, church. We're going to stand on truth. We give God glory. We don't take lightly what Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, 16. We study to show ourselves approved to be disciples who rightly divide the word of God. We bless God and may he ever empower us by his spirit and by his word to press on so chains can be broken, so strongholds can be cast down, so yokes can be removed, so the blind can see and the lame can walk, so salvation can come forth, so the devil is defeated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Hey, hallelujah! Oh, how we bless him! We cast down anything that exalts itself over the knowledge of God. We cast it down to defeat the deceit of the father of lies. There is only one way, and his name is Jesus. There is such a thing as sin. It does block our path to, the, to God. There is only way. You can't know the Father unless you come through Jesus. Yeah, hell does exist, and heaven does too. All paths do not lead to the Father. There is one way. His name is Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. We stand on it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. God calls us. God calls us to strain forward and press on, church. Press on with steadfast and unmovable faith. Lies that display in love, word, and deed that we are sure and certain. Our God is every bit of who he says he is and he does everything that he says. We're going to boldly proclaim in an ever-increasing anti-Christian society the great and awesome and blessed and holy and righteous King of kings and Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. Amen. Now you would think 
the Jewish leaders would be excited to see this healing take place, right? <laughs> but Acts 4 tells us that the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to the apostles where they were speaking, disturbed. They're disturbed about the healing, disturbed about the apostle teaching the people, disturbed about them proclaiming in the name of Jesus, disturbed about the resurrection of the dead, in other words, they're disturbed about the gospel going forth. Hallelujah. Is this the time in which we live or not? The devil is just flat out mad. He knows his time is drawing near, and so he's busy doing his job. His job is to cause disturbance. John 10, 10 tells us that he came to steal, kill, and destroy, that he roams around like... Don't, don't be mistaken, he's no lion. <laughs> the lion is Jesus, hallelujah. But that he runs around like a lion seeking who he can devour, who he can infect, who he can disturb, who he can persuade to carry out his agenda of death. And just like it is his spirit coming against Peter and John, we can expect him to come against us, church. <laughs> Just let us not be surprised as the uh, message Bible say, this ain't no children's game. Hallelujah. This is life and death to the finish. There is an enemy, and he's serious about his business. But I tell you what, don't you be upset, and don't you be confused, for Jesus said if they, if they hated him, you know for sure they're going to hate you. Hallelujah. Amen. He told us the servant is no greater than the master. If they persecuted him, they sure enough going to persecute us. Suffering comes, church. Persecution comes, church. And even when we're suffering, God's assignment remains the same. Strain forward and press on. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Do so. The good news is we can do so knowing that God has promised that he's with us always. He'll be with us to the end of the age. He said that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. He has said that when he is for us, who can be against us and when? He said that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, yeah. So we say we, don't mind, we, we won't complain. We don't mind waiting. Uh, the suffering comes with it. And we have come to learn that that's the refinery that makes us better day by day. Amen? In Peter and John's case, the enemy's scheme was to place Peter and John in jail. But it's ineffective because they have allowed the word and the spirit to instruct them in how to press. Amen? When I look at these scriptures, I just love the way the Lord writes and he speaks to us. Look how he wrote verses 3 and 4, the order he wrote them in. He doesn't tell us that Peter preached and the next thing that happened was many believed, does he? No, he says that in this order, Peter healed, Peter preached, Peter and John placed in jail. Then we get the word that many believed. That lets me know that we don't always know the outcome. We don't always know what God is going to be doing. But it also tells me that in it we've just got to Trust in the Lord, amen, that we press on and be faithful to our assignments and leave the outcome to God. It tells us that in all things we must trust God for the results. Amen. In all things we must uh, trust in the Lord with all our hearts, 
Lean not on our own understanding that in all our ways and everything that we acknowledge God to be God, we submit to him knowing that he will make our path straight, that he will get us to the finish line. As the people of God, we have to know that we have been called, we have been appointed, we have been anointed for the good work of the kingdom, and we just press on. Amen? So the next day, the rulers and the elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Agnes was there, the high priest, and so was Cephas. And you know, just the same council, the same people who killed Jesus. They bring Peter and John before them and ask the question they really don't want the answer to. They say, by what power or what name did you do this? In other words, how did you common, ordinary men do a thing like this? Now, Peter and John had a decision to make. They could go with God or they could start to run backwards. After all, these are the people who just put Jesus to death. If they put Jesus to death, I'm sure Peter and them knew that they wouldn't have no problem putting them to death. And can you just imagine the pressure? But I want to remind those of us at Cloverdale of the experience that God principle that says you can't go with God and stay where you are. It's a, it's a crisis of belief. God is or God isn't. And Peter decides that God is and he makes the choice to go with God, to strain forth and to press on. Eyes fixed on the prize, no turning back, standing firm. He not only tells them who, but he gets into the history. He says, in other words, he's telling them, look, you can't intimidate me. You can't keep me from saying his name. You want to know who? You want to know where the power came from? His name is Jesus. You crucified him, but God raised him. There's healing and there's deliverance in his name. Oh, yeah, you rejected him, but God has made him the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given unto mankind by which man must be saved. Hallelujah. We have to press on because heaven and earth shall pass away. But the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ shall never change. And God desires, God desires that none would perish. He uses ordinary people to make an extraordinary difference in the lives of others. So as I close, I want to say that 2 Chronicles 16, 19 tells us, that for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him, we believe by faith that an extraordinary God found an ordinary man and woman, an ordinary husband and wife by the name of Tommy and Sharon London. And he sent an ordinary Tommy and Sharon London to an ordinary people here at First Baptist Cloverdale. He sent them to shepherd and to lead his flock in desiring God, knowing God, worshiping God, praising God, serving God for God's extraordinary purposes and glory. He placed together 
a body of believers who share the same love, the same devotion, the same commitment to strain forth and press on with our eyes on the prize to the upward call that God has given. Hallelujah. We believe in the name of Jesus that God has called us to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, to be his shining stars, to be his ambassadors, his letter written to the world, that we walk and talk and shine as evidence of the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And just like those Jewish believers, Jewish leaders could not deny the truth of the hill man standing in front of them, the world will not be able to deny the evidence of Jesus in front of them. So we strain forward and we press on. For if ever the world needed evidence of the risen Christ, it is now. Verse 17 tells us that the leaders decided that the best way to stop this thing from spreading any further, how about that? The best way to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people was to warn Peter and John to speak no longer to anyone in this name. And then they commanded them to stop, to not speak or teach in the name of Jesus. It is the same message and the same pressure that the enemy and the world gives to the believer and the church today. Yeah. But on this pastor's anniversary, <laughs> we reply in the same way Peter and John did. We say, which is right in God's eyes? To listen to you? To listen to the world? To listen to the enemy? Or to listen to God? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen, what we have heard, what we have experienced, and what we know to be true. How can we, who, have, who are the blood-washed children of Jesus Christ, filled with his spirit, not strain forth and not press on to declare that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is the very Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In him we live, move, and have our being. How can we not proclaim his name? For there is salvation in his name. There is deliverance in his name. There is freedom in his name. Our hope is in his name. Our joy is in his name. Our peace is in his name. Our, our salvation is in his name. Everything we need. He says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. We're going to go forth and we're going to praise his holy name. We're going to proclaim it to men, women, boy, and girl that the wages of sin is death. But Jesus came that we might have eternal life. And as we do it, we're going to look the devil in the eye and we're going to sing, You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me